This is Short Talk, the podcast where I share expertise from the greats in an authentic and relatable way to hopefully give you some value to try to make you a better you. Hope you enjoy it. So finally, episode one. I'm so excited to share this with you guys because genuinely this is one of the episodes that is near and dear to my heart because this book has literally changed my life and it's the literal reason I'm doing this podcast today. Before I get into the book or the expert or the expertise, let me explain how this podcast is going to work. I like to consume, as I said in the trailer if you tuned in, I like to consume a lot of content for learning purposes. I'm not one of those people that enjoys reading. Everyone who likes laying down on the beach and just reading, I'm I'm happy for you. I, I just can't enjoy that. I enjoy learning. So I consume content for learning purposes. I, I like that. So today we're going to be speaking about a really special book by a really special person. And without further ado, I'm going to be speaking about Crush It!, one of Gary V's first books. And if you're unfamiliar with Gary V, he's got a bit of a reputation with a lot of people. Some people love him, some people hate him. I'll get into what I do agree and what I do disagree with him later on. But today, I just want to focus on his book, Crush It, and what I learned from the book, and not Gary V as a whole. I'm just focusing on Crush It today. Maybe another episode could be more about Gary V and about the other stuff that he's doing. So when I first saw Crush It, I thought it was going to be just the same as most other books that I've read around the topic of doing what you're passionate about, that sort of thing. All of them are very lovey-dovey, unicorn land, fairy tale kind of stuff. And nothing's really practical and I just didn't like any of it. Crush It isn't like that at all. This book has a really good idea of what is practical and of what is unpractical. So let me get into some of the lessons that I learned from this book and maybe it'll inspire you as well. Whew, I love this chapter. Chapter one, passion is everything. It's such an amazing title and it kind of lays the ground for the entire book and it talks about how people's passion is so, so, so important. Obviously, passion and the willingness to work are key. Like you can't just have passion and not have the work ethic to back it up but to sum up what he tries to say in the book he has three simple rules starting off the book and he says love your family work super hard and live your passion so I'm I'm just going to focus on the third one because working super hard a lot of people do that but a lot of, a lot of people don't know that and obviously a lot of people love their families and if you don't love your family this isn't the podcast for you. Just go see a therapist. Why are you wasting your time listening to me? But living your passion is one that I didn't know we could do. So as always, I was very skeptical of the idea at first. I loved the concept, but was it practical enough? And he introduces the idea of the internet. You might have heard of it. And he says, the reason you can live your passion today is that gatekeepers are gone with the internet. What are gatekeepers, you may ask? Lovely question. Gatekeepers are the people that used to allow Beyonce and Kanye West and DiCaprio and those people to perform and not allow other people to perform. 
Nowadays, those people do not exist. Well, they do exist, but they're less prevalent in the industry. If you're good at singing, you can use the internet to reach the consumer, your customer, your audience a lot easier without needing someone's permission to get on TV. A TV is in your pocket, basically. And he has a quote in this book that I really like, and it says, it's never a bad time to start a business unless you're starting a mediocre business. And I can take out business and put in anything. Whatever your passion is, if you're good at that as well, and you're not mediocre, or you're mediocre and you're willing to improve, you have no shame of going straight to consumer because you know that the cream rises to the top all the time. But those who have a sucky business will be afraid to do that because they know deep down that it's not good enough. So this was a huge realization for me, the idea of gatekeepers, the idea of going straight to consumer. But at the end of the day, there was a lurking question. Why me? As in, if I can sing and there's a dozen people who can sing as well, why would people listen to me and not everyone else? Maybe singing has an inherent talent to it and some things have a clear talent. But let's say you're into something where there's loads and loads of people. You're into football commentating or you're into movie reviewing where there are some people that are talented, but you just can't see yourself being in the top 1%. Should you do it? Will you be able to go straight to consumer? Gary V argues and says yes, because he says that success is in your DNA, as in literally in your DNA. Your composition as a human being is what differentiates you from someone else. If you look at every single person that you follow or consume content to on YouTube or Netflix or whatever platform you use, the people you love the most are have an inherent weird trait about them or something that's different. So people that sing aren't just people that sing. Some people sing with a different backstory. Some people sing with, I don't know, I have to stop with the singing analogies because to be honest, I have no clue what I'm on about with singing. Let's go to something that I actually do know what I'm on about. YouTube. A lot of YouTubers are inherently doing the same thing, like gameplay commentary or like commentating on football games or whatever. But the reason I'm drawn to one over the other is maybe they're more relatable, maybe they're funnier, maybe something in their character differentiates them from other people. So that is your differentiator as a person. And then he goes on to say, passion is contagious. So your passion within your unique character that is going to be very contagious to your audience but Karim what if people don't like what I'm doing well in my opinion if you're being true to yourself and this is a point that we're going to come to later on and you love what you're doing you shouldn't really care what people think but you should listen to what they think because sometimes people have constructive criticism they just wrap it up in really nasty words but at the end of the day, if you're good enough, you will make it in the long term. And listen, I'm not trying to tell you you're going to be the next PewDiePie or the next multimillionaire internet sensation. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that this is a way for you to become happy. If someone who cuts wood for a living and does furniture, he won't probably make millions off of that. But if he gets 
enough money for him to sustain living doing his quote-unquote hobby or something he's passionate about, he's one in life because he's making enough money to sustain himself and he's living his passion every single day. And that's what I'm trying to get at. So Gary Vee then goes on to explain how you can become that unique person in that unique passion. And it's called building a personal brand like Puma, like Adidas, like Nike. Oh, great. I thought of three sports ones. I I couldn't say McDonald's for a change, but never mind. He says that you need to build your personal brand. Personal brands are not just for companies. Personal brand is just lingo for what people say about you the word of mouth. So if you build a personal brand online and you're that person, people are going to associate that thing with you as a person. And by that thing, I just mean whatever you want to be associated with, if that makes sense. So the idea here is to build a personal brand in the long term you won't be dreading Mondays anymore. Because if your personal brand is around reviewing food or movies and that's your passion, waking up Monday won't feel like a drag and Fridays won't be really exciting because you're doing Monday to Friday what you would already be doing during the weekend. And obviously I know that this is a very long-term strategy and I know that it takes a lot of effort, but in my opinion, it's really worth it. And just the idea that this is something that people can do, people can make money off of their passion. Let me rephrase, people make money off of their passion because if it's your passion, you're going to put the time and effort in, you're going to get better and you're going to improve and you will make more money as you improve. But the big question here is, I cannot live my passion if I'm not making enough money. So how do I convince people to give me money? And this is chapter five. It says, just create great content. Oh, really, Gary Vee, like, simple enough, isn't it? I know. It's not as easy as it sounds. But basically, if your content sucks, you're going to lose. But if your content is good, you'll be able to leverage that in the long term to be able to make money. And I don't mean leverage that as in sell people stuff. That's not what I'm saying. So there's another book that he wrote, it's called Jab, 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 Right Hook. So in boxing terms, jab is the softest punch and the right hook is the strongest punch. And the idea behind it, without going into much detail, because I might want to cover it in a later episode, but jab, jab, jab is giving other people value. So you just give, 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 and then the right hook at the end is you asking. Let me explain. A lot of people just release one or two YouTube videos, for example, and then ask people to give them money. Those people aren't invested in you. They're not invested in your brand. You haven't given them enough value for you to ask for something in return. While people like Gary Vee and so many other people online, those who do it right, in my opinion, they give you value. They give you value. They give you value. They give you value for free, nothing in return. Then they use that built trust, that built relationship to then make money. So they make money off of ad revenue or they ask you to buy their sneaker or subscribe to their latest whatever. And you're more inclined to do that because there is that relationship. You have received so much value from them 
Imagine if the YouTuber that you've been watching for entertainment for the past 10 years asked you for some and has given you so much value, asks you for something now, as opposed to if he asked you for something after one week of watching him. You're a lot more inclined to do that thing after 10 years than one week. And that's exactly the point of jab, 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 right hook. But anyways, a lot of people, including myself, I'm not good at creating content. So what should I do? And Gary Vee talks about something called documenting here. He says it doesn't matter if you're good at something because everyone can document and tell stories. So let's say I'm not good. Let, let's take me as an example. I'm not amazing at podcasting, but I'm documenting my growth and I'm documenting these books that I'm reading and this information that I'm reading. And, and this is me documenting and trying to tell a story. So this is an example of what he tries to say. He says that not everyone has to create the top single song or create a movie or go create the next MacBook Air. You can document what you already do with your passion. And because you're passionate about it, it's contagious. And because you're different as a person, it's a different thing. And it all ties in together. And I just just love how it all ties in together. Then in chapter 7, he goes on to say, keep it real very real and honestly this is something that I cannot stress enough people know when you're lying people know when you're not authentic your decisions have to be deeply rooted in who you are as a person I am me you are you I can tell if you're not being you and you can tell if I'm not being me yeah so people have this sense or gut feeling, call it whatever you want, but they can tell when people aren't being authentic. While we really gravitate towards people who are really authentic and really themselves. So your passion is only contagious if you are you. Your DNA is only unique to you if you are you. You cannot build a strong brand if it's built on rocky foundations or fake foundations. It doesn't happen. And the big question is, why would you want to be someone else? If you are so special and the only way for you to be happy is for you to do your own passion, why not do your passion and do you? I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why I didn't do it. It's this thing called insecurity and fear and loads of other things that pull us back or try to push us to become one in the same and everyone just tries to become the exact same person And this makes us all equally unhappy, but no one wants to admit it. Wouldn't you rather just be yourself, do your passion, be happy? Wouldn't you rather do that? For me, the answer was definitely yes. And this is one of the reasons that I finally decided to do this. Because for the longest time, I wanted to share myself and I wanted to share what I was learning with other people and just get my voice out there. And I decided to do it decided to be me and haven't looked back ever since and I've genuinely been a lot happier ever since I made that decision. My favourite chapter of the whole book has to be chapter 9. It literally has a title of the best marketing strategy ever and it's one word, care. And then he moves on to the next chapter. I, I couldn't have put it better myself. The final chapter 
that I want to talk about. Obviously, there's a lot of chapters that I skipped in the middle. I would highly recommend you read the book or listen to the audiobook. They're both amazing. But he says that legacy is greater than currency. And he's urging people to leave a legacy and not just leave piles of money for two reasons. The first reason is now we're all in the public eye and we're all being documented whether we like it or not in everyone's brains and on the internet. So wouldn't you rather leave a huge legacy? Second thing, if you do follow a legacy that's built on passion, built on happiness, built on giving other people value and actually caring about other people, money will follow because people give money to people that provide them with care, value and are themselves. Like, this is the type of person that succeeds in life. So why don't more people follow this blueprint? Why didn't I follow this blueprint? I don't know. Maybe I didn't know it existed. Maybe it was my insecurity. Maybe it was my short-term thinking. Maybe it was my selfishness. Several things were dragging me down. But I think that this book has given me so much clarity. And it's helped me realize what's really important in life. And it's really made me think of life in terms of happiness and not in terms of money or gain. And as someone who's really ambitious and like to think I want to achieve something in life, it was really difficult for me to think in a happiness standpoint. I always thought of happiness as a goal and not a journey. And this book has showed me that it's if you're not happy in the journey, you're not going to be happy at the destination. So this book concludes in saying that if you want true success, financial, personal and professional, this comes from working ridiculously hard, loving your family and living your passion. And I could not find more amazing words to conclude this. This has been me today. See you guys later. If you've made it this far, I really appreciate you. But now it's time for me to hear what you have to say. Agree, disagree, whatever it is, leave a comment down below or message me on any of my socials. I'd love to hear from you guys. And in the meantime, keep moving forward.